This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Well, hello, everyone. This is Gen Z Money, Nathan here, and I'm talking with Azaria. How are you, Azaria? Very good, thank you. How are you, Nathan? I'm good, thank you very much. Now, uh, I'm a bit chipper because we are talking about my wedding. Woohoo. <laughs> woohoo is right. What isn't woohoo is how much a wedding costs. Um, <laughs> that is not woohoo at all. That is boohoo. We are going to break down my and my fiance Sarah's wedding budget and what we've noticed along the way. And maybe Azaria might be able to help me spend my money more wisely. How's that sound, Azaria? <laughs> Well, I mean, I am very much unwedded and haven't been to a wedding for a long time, so (laughs) I'll be certain to learn a lot about this and maybe you'll be my guide for the future. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we shall see. So, let's get into this episode today about how much a wedding costs. I guess my first question for you, Nath, is where do you even start? You've proposed or you've been proposed to? Yeah. How do you even start to plan a wedding? Well, hopefully you've had a bit of idea about what marriage looks like before you've gone down to one knee. Boys, don't be scared to talk about what a marriage will look like before Mm. you get the ring, right? Don't spring it up on the girl. I I don't understand that. Springing it up on the girl, like that's a big decision. Um, But thankfully, Sarah and I... Uh, had talked a lot about uh, what our ideal wedding would look like. And uh, we've thought long and hard uh, before I even got down on one knee to uh, think about how much it would cost, who would help us along the way. But uh, I guess what we came down to with what we want was, I could summarize it to two sort of things. Do you want a party or do you want intimate? So, I'm a little party boy. I'm a little extrovert. I loved originally the idea of I want at least 150 people there. I just want everyone to see. I don't care if it's sausage sandwiches for dinner. I just want everyone there. I want good music and I want to dance all night. That's kind of what I Mm -hmm. wanted originally, which doesn't sound great, right, Azaria? Because I mean, it sounds like a, a whale of a time, but it doesn't necessarily sound like a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sarah, with her head screwed on, said she would rather spend more money on less people than the other way around. Mm. So, it's just where your values lie. So, we kind of uh, agreed in the end that we definitely didn't want a courthouse wedding. We definitely didn't want to elope. Although, if you want to do that, that is by far the cheapest option. Um, And we also didn't have the money to uh, do a destination wedding, to fly somewhere with maybe 10 of our close friends and family and do something super bougie. So, Mm -hmm. what we came down to was we're going to make the numbers as bare bones as we possibly can, but we're also going to uh, put money in to making that experience with less people uh, to make that experience amazing. So, yeah. find out where your values lie because in the end, it's your day. It's not your, it's not your parents' day. It's not your, your friend's day. It's just what will start you and your partner off on the right foot. 
So you've got an idea of what you want the wedding to look like. How do you decide on how much you're actually willing or I guess able to pay for a wedding? Yeah, that's a tough one. Just for context around this as well, I'm 24 now and Sarah, as of yesterday, has just turned 21. So we had to take stock of our financial situation first and foremost. And from there, we made a decision together as a couple about what we could save. So Sarah and I agreed that as a benchmark, we wanted to save 10 grand each. Now, if you're listening, we're going to go through more on the money and the nitty gritty and where the money went. Um, But we knew that with our incomes and our goal of a wedding, uh, which is a financial goal. If you Mm. want a wedding like this, it is a financial goal. You need to put uh, money into it. If you want something like this is, yet we just said that we're on the same page. We're both going to try and get 10K as a minimum. So, with that communicated and out of the way, we could go on to our next thing, which is, okay, 20 grand for a wedding in this environment, that's actually not heaps expensive. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy to think about. 20K <laughs> could buy you a, a pretty good wedding, <laughs> but we have some expensive tastes as we found out. So, <laughs> we found out that uh, with everything that we've accumulated with vendors, with venue and with food and drink, our day has blown out to about $32,600 approximately. There you go. And how many guests is that for? That's for 70 people. 70 people. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, 70 people. So, um, that has obviously blown out to well more than 20 grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, that leads me to the next point, which is super important, is can anyone contribute? Mm. Now, I'm Sarah and I are in the fortunate position to have... Uh, two sets of parents that are able to contribute in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for disclosure, we got um, eight grand from uh, the bride's parents and six grand from my parents. And we're also super blessed to get $1,500 from my sister and brother-in-law because um, oh, they knew how fun. stressed we were to um, <laughs> pay and plan for all this. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Yeah, so we're super grateful and super thankful for that. But talking about that money line, is there any way for you to either um, spend less or earn more? Mm -hmm. So, thinking about that, now's the perfect time to ask your landlord for a rent reduction. Mm -hmm, Totally. If there's any possibility for that. And uh, now's a great time to refresh your budget. When's the last time you looked at your budget and thought like, oh, I haven't used Netflix in three months. Why am I spending that amount of money for it? Apple Music, mm-hmm. Spotify, I could probably go without, you know, it's a good time just to refresh and rethink. It's probably a good thing to do as a couple as well before your wedding day. Have a bit of a budget overview as a couple, as a household and, and see what it's looking like and how it could be improved. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And money isn't the only way to contribute as well. Like, um, yeah, we're super thankful to uh, have parents that were able to contribute. But if if there's any way that they could contribute in uh, meals as you start your life together, maybe your family can cook meals uh, just for you to chuck in the freezer, chuck in the fridge, like 
anything and everything can help with starting your life together. So you said that you've got about 70 people coming to the wedding. I imagine that there was a lot of deliberation over who gets invited and who doesn't and feelings getting hurt and everything. How did you settle on 70 people? With kicking and screaming, Azaria, like I said, <laughs> I, wa- <laughs> I my original thought was like I would love a huge party there. But obviously when I noticed that I have expensive taste, I can't justify paying that much for that many people. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Expensive taste plus a lot of people equals going in debt for a wedding, which <laughs> sounds horrendous. Yep. Um, so, yeah, with a lot of deliberation and a lot of thought, we have cut down to um, 70 people and that's about half of that is family, just under half of that is family. And the other half is um, close friends and this is interesting because you have to really take stock of your social uh, friendships and relationships of like, do you really like them? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's not it's not like a birthday party, you know? You can kind of mm-hmm. invite people that are a vibe to a birthday party. Mm-hmm. But with a wedding, do you want them seeing your vows? Yeah. And, and do you think that they're going to be in your life long term as well? Yeah. Yeah, so mm. monetary stuff aside, uh, because I will talk about the, the um, cost per person, but the way I looked at it when it came to the guest list was, have they been a part of my life forever and ever? Have they been, are they pretty much family at this point? You know, mm. maybe they deserve to be there based on that merit. But also, there are people that you can take a punt with, going like, well, um, I see them as... Uh, a couple that I can uh, spend more time with. Maybe there's there people that have uh, just been introduced to your world from work or from uh, other social areas. And it's like, no, yeah, I do see that in the future that we'll mm. we'll spend a lot of time together. Um, so there's that element of taking a bit of a punt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just thinking long and hard about uh, are these people contributing to your life because you are literally paying for them to be there. Mm-hmm. And how much are you paying for them to be there? So, how much are we paying? So, personally, to cover the venue hire, food and drinks, it is working out to be $236 per person. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that for me, when I was doing the maths, I was texting Sarah, just checking, is it $236 per person? Is it really that amount? And Sarah being the one that's actually kept this wedding going... Uh, she said, yes, yeah, it is 236. Can you see why we want to keep the numbers down? Um, yeah. yeah I guess. Times that by 150 uh, people. Hmm. By 150 people, that is a lot of money that I do not have. Yeah. Um, so, this isn't a hard and fast rule with a, a wedding will cost this. This is based off just what we value in a wedding and... Um, some of the stuff that we wanted there. So, uh, and by the way, we are pulling all of this information from uh, a spreadsheet I found from myweddingplanner.co. So, if you want to look at this spreadsheet that I've worked on with Sarah, that'll be in the show notes. A link to that will be in the show notes and also the link to the website where you can just chuck your email in and you'll get this spreadsheet. Uh, It's myweddingplanner.co. 
And you mentioned having, you've obviously got a large group of close friends and I, I can imagine they come from all different industries, all different backgrounds. What do you think about having people help out with your wedding in terms of maybe providing services to the wedding? Oh, it is absolutely key. I th- I've found that personally, there are people in my world that are in creative industries, especially mm-hmm. that um, have really helped out with keeping the costs low. So, I think in every instance possible, you need to be able to make friends. So, um, creative people tend to have pretty long memories. Uh, and if you make friends with the right people, I think you can get a bit of a deal with the wedding. So, we, Sarah and I noticed that we had a lot of friends that are photographers, videographers, musicians, the like. And part of my job in organizing this was making sure that we got quotes from all these people. And creatives are lovely, lovely people. They will remember a good deal. And if you look out for them, they'll look out for you. So, uh, for me, making friends with musicians that uh, frequent bars, clubs, hotels, that kind of thing, uh, if you keep them in your back pocket and um, keep them around, maybe friends and family that have worked with them before, there's always a possibility of getting a cheaper rate. So, for example... We got this amazing deal from uh, a group called The Story Co. They do photo and video for weddings. They're a great little duo. And Zara, you actually interviewed Pierce on the show, didn't you? I did, yeah. So, if anyone wants to check that out, I interviewed him about his journey into starting a business at such a young age um, and, and what he's doing. And he was awesome. And his photos are beautiful. I follow them on Instagram. So, I can't wait to see yours, Nath. Oh, it's awesome. And... Uh, I actually met Pierce at an M3 event in Brisbane and um, I I remember talking to him and we have a mutual uh, love for photography and we've just kept that relationship and kept that pretty close. And then suddenly when he finds out I've proposed to Sarah, he reaches out to say, hey man, just wonder if you're free for a chat. Let's um, Let's talk through some wedding stuff, I have an idea for you. And them being based in Queensland and uh, Sarah and I in New South Wales, they've just said, hey, we're a young business. We want to um, broaden our reach a little bit. If you pay for our travel expenses, then we will shoot the wedding for free. Wow. That is an amazing deal. It's awesome. So, Charlie and Pierce, Pierce being the photographer, Charlie being the videographer, they're coming down for just travel expenses. And I tell you what, that that has saved us a lot of money in the end, mm. um, given that quotes for a good videographer and good photographer can range really four to five grand for a good videographer, vi- uh, photographer. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, I could have ignored Pierce at that M3 event. Pierce, if you're listening, it's nice to see you, mate. I I could have been rude to him and I reckon he wouldn't have offered me that deal. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, make sure you keep making friends, get into social circles and get recommendations from people who've been through this journey before um, because word of mouth is totally key when it comes to um, these sort of industries. Mm -hmm. And what about trying to figure out I imagine on a wedding day you just want to relax you don't want to be worrying about what's going on and you don't want to be working your butt off 
hours a day leading up to the wedding trying to do everything yourself. So how do you decide what you should hire a professional for, for versus what's worth doing yourself? Yeah, this is interesting because um, like I've said, there are musicians in my world and musicians in my family and a genuine thought to keep costs low was to actually do a DIY band, which is amazing on the wallet. Um, the most you'll have to do is maybe hire some, uh, hire a PA or do anything like that. But it's not just the monetary cost when it comes to weddings. Like you said, it's definitely stressful to DIY some things. So, um, in the end, we've actually said, okay, we've, we've got to pay money. We've got to outsource this because with the wedding band, it's not just stress on Sarah and I in organizing everything. It's stress for organizing a group of people that are at the wedding already mm. to learn uh, two hours worth of music three hours worth of music maybe. It's a lot to go through and um, that's not just on us. So, but it's up to you though. With DIY, it's do what's best within your capacity. So, on the other side of that coin, we decided against doing a DIY wedding band, but what Sarah will be doing is doing DIY floristry. So, she'll be doing all the flower stuff herself because she has a passion for it and she actually does... Um, flowers on the side and she knows she has a very specific vision and a very um, specific idea of what she wants the flowers to look like and she's also gifted in that area so it's like why can't I do it myself yeah perfect so the DIY thing is she'll do all that herself she'll only pay for the flowers themselves and pay for it with her time so that's a cost benefit that she's been willing to make so, yeah, it's just deciding where the, uh, where the value lies. Is it worth saving your pocket or saving your time? Deciding between mm. those two things will make all the difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and hopefully you have a lovely, relaxing wedding where nothing goes wrong, everything's taken care of, and then the next thing to do is go on a honeymoon. Now, I, I didn't even think about honeymoons being a part of wedding planning, but of course they are. And I imagine that's an expensive <laughs> part of getting married as well. So, how are you managing that one, Nath? Uh, we completely forgot about it as well, honestly. It was like you're looking at this, the number 32,000 and it's um, easy to forget about a large sum of money on going away somewhere. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we forgot about it and we're like, oh, crap, we've actually got to add on some more money for, for this. Because I think the honeymoon is important. It, it makes sure that you actually kick off marriage on the right foot. You're actually relaxing, you're uh, enjoying your time with your significant other. And I think it's important to do that well. So, what we ended up doing was... Uh, we went through luxury escapes. We went through booking.com. We tried everything. We did heaps of research. We actually spent like a day just like researching. We asked people for um, trips that they'd done and opinions on that. And same as the wedding, we we discussed what we valued. So, what we valued was actually something tropical. So, that narrows it down a lot. Mm-hmm. So, 
we narrowed down again to like, okay, what's feasible that's tropical? So, we narrowed down to um, a Pacific Island or to um, Port Douglas. And then from there, we finally landed on Fiji because right now, the prices are amazing. Mm. <laughs> Planes are just getting off the ground. Planes were just getting off the ground and a lot of tourist-centric businesses are wanting to get money. So, mm. we landed on Fiji and we booked it through Luxury Escapes and we spent five grand in the end on a round trip. So, awesome. um, we thought this deal was amazing because it included flights there and back. It included... A good hotel um, and two meals a day and there might even be some drinks involved. So, that five grand might look like a lot on paper for an eight-day trip but it was in the end that DIY thing versus paying for something. I'm like, we probably could have knocked it down a bit if we like Mm -hmm. found cheap flights, um, did our own sort of... Uh, work with transfers and all that sort of stuff. But in the end, we thought, okay, we're only really going to have to pay for one meal a day. And that way, when we leave Fiji, we're not going to be put with a big receipt in our hand, getting ready to fly off going, um, please pay... <laughs> <laughs> Please pay for all the cocktails you drank. <laughs> not the best way to start a marriage. <laughs> yeah, not the best way with a big fat check you got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and was there anything you did in terms of you said that you shopped around so obviously that's that's way the way you were looking for the best deal, but was there any other way that you managed to reduce that price at all? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Uh shop back was huge. My goodness, um, Shopback and Honey, there were a lot of places that uh, ticked both boxes and yeah, I, t- I say this all the time to my friends and I've said this on the podcast before, going, you're literally throwing away money if you don't have either of these installed on your Chrome browser. It's just ridiculous that you don't um, have it at this point because mm. we spent five grand on this trip and thankfully, as we checked, I was like, oh, I know what to do. I pressed... Uh, I pressed the shop back button this time around and activated that and I got 5% cash back on that five grand. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that is just, just from like, one second just clicking a button. Yeah, just one click of a button. Suddenly there's $250 sitting in my shop back account and tell you what, that'll be going towards the honeymoon. I reckon we'll go back into the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that those little things, those little wins like that along the way, just make sure you double check. Perfect. Awesome. And I've got some, um, I thought maybe, Nath, if you could talk us through the spreadsheet that you mentioned. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who will be scrambling to try and make their own spreadsheets. And as you said, um, really good idea to go check out the website that you're using because I love the look of this spreadsheet. Can you talk us through a little bit about what's in the spreadsheet? Yeah. So, this spreadsheet um, has everything that we needed. It was There was a budget window which had subcategories of the venues that you need, uh, ceremony and reception. It's got stuff like bridal wear, grooms wear, entertainment, uh, photographer, videographers. It's literally got like everything you need to think about and stuff that I hadn't even thought about. Going like, oh, decoration hire. Oh, I haven't even thought about hiring stuff like that. It's 
It's got mm. everything and all the different tabs like um, to overall cost, uh, what's paid, what's owing, and all that will add to a total at the very end. Uh, all the cells will add up and yeah, that's where we got the number 32,600. It tells us how much is owing on the overall cost. It's got a guest tab where you can have all your bride's family, Groot's family, friends, bridal party. And the one that I liked at the very end was financial contributions. Um, and that takes away the overall cost from the budget window. So, uh, coming back to what I said at the start, where Sarah and I said we wanted to save 10 grand each, but the overall cost being 32,600. Um, with our parents involved and my sister and brother-in-law chucking money in, that remaining amount goes down to $17,100. So, that's actually worked out super well for Sarah and I. And yeah, this spreadsheet has like helped us out with just um, laying out all our expenses and where our money's going. So, we're not blindly throwing money into things. So, yeah, if you, if you wanted to link to that spreadsheet, uh, to mine specifically, you could go into the show notes that'll be sitting there. But if you want a copy of this for yourself, feel free to check out myweddingplanner.co and uh, get yourself a copy of that. Perfect. Awesome. Well, hopefully those listening who are planning on getting married soon can take a lot from this episode, Nate. That was so much good information that I would never have thought of. <laughs> yes, yes. Like it's, a, it's an expensive endeavor and... All in all, in the end, just do what makes you happy in the end because whatever you do, it'll come back to you. So, it's just what you value, not anyone else and just do what will, not just what makes your pocket happy, what, what will make you happy in the end. So, Absolutely. yeah, here's some encouragement into all our Gen Z engaged couples out there. Love it. Well, on behalf of me and everyone who's listening, I'm sure we wish you the very best of luck with your wedding and I'm sure it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Can't wait to see all the photos. Yes, it'll be great. If you liked today's episode, feel free to follow us on Instagram and join the My Millennial Money Facebook group. There's a lot of great people in that group talking about weddings, talking about different money goals. Um, so, get involved, come join us. We're always in there having a chat and we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Azaria. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.